Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 
brings John Shannon to the table. He'll bring us uh, his update at 12.35. Oilers now, by the way, as always, brought to you by Digitex. Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers, and the service is excellent. Chris Johnson will join us at uh, 1.05 from NHL Hockey on Rogers as well. We'll talk more about the goaltender interference thing with uh, Chris because he put out a report uh, on Hockey Night in Canada on Saturday saying that the league is unhappy that coaches, players, and media continue to complain about goalie interference which will frustrate me, frustrate you as well. Dave's laughing behind the glass as well. We'll dig deeper into that matter with uh, Chris at 105. And then a chance for you to, you know, jump in on Monday's show. We usually try to do some interaction on Mondays, so we'll get to your phone calls at 135. Call on our Oilers Now hotline at 780-496-0063. Brought to you by Larry the Cable Guy on April 14th, live at the River Creek Resort and Casino. They also have Bill Engvall coming up here shortly in 12 days, March 24th. Tickets at Ticket master.ca you can text us at 630 630 brought to you by westlock ford if you're looking for a new vehicle go see paul olson at westlock ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com worth the drive to get your new ride every tuesday on oilers now at stoffer inspector brought to you by horse racing alberta so after the game on Saturday, uh, Cam Talbot was talking about uh, Connor McDavid shooting the puck a lot more. It certainly shows, and a perfect uh, illustration of that was his second goal on the power play there, where he rifled one past Devin Dubnik. But here is uh, some thoughts from Talbot and some others on the team about uh, Connor McDavid shooting the puck a lot more. We'll get into some numbers after this uh, quick uh, pack here. Uh, I think he's maybe shooting the puck a little bit more, which I think he needed to do. He's got a heck of a shot, and he tends to pass uh, pass it off a lot of times. He's a heck of a playmaker, obviously, but I like that he's using his shot a little bit more now. You can see how dynamic he can be and uh, breaks down the defense even more. And, you know, when you shoot, you break him down. And I think, uh, for the most part, that's that's a big difference in his game is just shooting the puck a little bit more and, and uh, starting to be a little bit more selfish. Nugent Hopkins, the steal. McDavid right around Suter, leading a two-on-one right circle to the net. Reshot blocked by Spurgeon. Rebound score! McDavid stayed with it and popped it home for his 32nd goal of the year and his 17th in 19 games. 1-0 Edmonton, time 9-12, period 2. To McDavid, shimmies his way to the middle, then back to Sekra. Now McDavid one more time, right circle, wrist shot, score! That's two for Connor McDavid. And a power play goal makes it 2-0 Edmonton. Well, he is on a tear scoring-wise, and he is shooting the puck. Um, you know, I know uh, all year long everybody's saying, you know, Connor's got to shoot, he's got to shoot. He's got over 200 and some shots on goal right now. Um, his power play shooting numbers are higher now than they were last year. And um, we're going to continue to... to require that from him or ask that of him uh, but I don't think he's shortchanging anybody when it comes to shooting yeah uh, I'm not too sure um, you know, I try to make the right play and, and the play that I see all the time I mean if it's if it's a shot it's a shot it's, if it's a pass to pass uh, yeah you can shoot the puck more but uh, ultimately if there's a play to be made you need to make that play as well so that's Connor McDavid I asked him after the game about shooting more because uh, Cam Talbot noticed it, and I think if you're watching games these days, you're likely noticing it at well. as well. His uh, shot totals are up big time lately. Uh, so to start the season, in the first 39 games, McDavid had 110 shots on goal. This is prior to January 1st. The average of 2.8 shots per game. 
He had just one game with more than five shots, and that was the first game of the season. So 14 goals in that span on 110 shots. Since January 1st, McDavid has 123 shots in 29 games, so he's averaging now 4.2 shots per game. He has 19 goals in that span, eight games with five or more shots during that span. So he is shooting the puck a lot more, and uh, it's leading to more goals. So once again, 110 shots in his first 39 games of the season, averaging 2.8 per game, 123 shots in his last 29 games, 4.2 shots per game, eight games with with five shots or more during that span. So should we start calling him Sniper Connor McDavid? And does he have a chance to win the Rocket Richard Trophy here? Ovechkin, Line at 40 goals. Line going strong right now. McDavid at 33. I don't think he'll get there, but he is getting close and maybe he finishes third in the NHL on goal scoring when it's all said and done. And I think one day he will win the Rocket Richard Trophy. Sidney Crosby has done it twice. I think eventually McDavid will win the Rocket Richard Trophy before his career is said and done. It's at 12-14 in Edmonton here. We will take a quick timeout. We'll dig into those numbers, get your reaction to that. Dave Campbell will join us as well. But Bob Stoffer, when we come back on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oscar Plefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. 1216 Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich and Dave Campbell with you. Bob Stoffer will join us here in about 30 seconds. Todd McBowen, by the way, saying that there is a chance that Clefbaum will play on Wednesday when the Oilers host the San Jose Sharks, but he's out tomorrow against Calgary after missing Saturday's game against the Minnesota Wild. Quickly, Dave, uh, a texter to Fort McMurray here has said, that's actually Rob Thomas singing, you douche. <laughs> well, Santana was on the guitar. I said the guitar riff from Santana, did I not? Uh, you did. And I did say Rob Thomas as you well. You did. You did. So... I'm sure you'll hear that song tonight, though, uh-huh. at the concert. That's right. At uh, Roger's place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. All right, we'll talk more about that It's later. Monday. Maybe the time change is affecting this texter's hearing. I don't know. Oh, well. It's all good. <laughs> all right, Bob Stoffer was at the Oilers practice. The Oilers were practicing on the community ring today because of the concert. Bob, how are things going? Good, uh, Brandon. How are you? Uh, not bad. Time change over the weekend, but, uh, you know, I'm actually feeling not too bad for a Monday, so I guess that's a positive. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm fine, but if I was your age, I just would have stayed right up through the, the time <laughs> change. If I recall back to being 25 and 26 again, because uh, that's kind of how we rolled back then. You guys today, it's, you're a little softer, you know what I'm saying? Well, the problem is I'm 27 now, Bob, so yes, when I was oh, 25, well, I could have done that, but now I'm getting older as well, so it's it's a lot tougher. 
see, when when we first got, how old were you when you first started uh, producing the show? 24? 23? Uh, yeah, 23, 24, yeah. Wow, time flies, I'm telling you. <laughs> yes, I'm closing in on 30. But uh, uh, hopefully that... Enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. One day you'll wake up and you'll say, what happened? <laughs> exactly. Of course, Halsey, Halsey says the same thing to me now. He's like, Bob, enjoy being where you're at right now. And believe me, we do. And 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 when you're privileged enough to be a broadcaster for a team that has Connor McDavid, it just makes it that much easier. But it's not just... I mean, there's some very interesting storylines coming out of that game on Saturday night. Well, I was talking about McDavid, Bob, shooting the puck a lot more, and uh, the yep. numbers show that. Of course, uh, the results as well show that. He's scoring uh, at a ridiculous pace right now with 18 goals in his last 19 games. But in his last 29 games, he's averaging 4.2 shots a game. Uh, he's had eight games with five or more shots during that span. He had just three against the Wild. The game before that, I believe he had nine. But uh, he's really feeling it offensively right now. And uh, Cam Talbot said after the game, Bob, it seems like he's being a little bit less selfish. Or more selfish, I guess. Well, I think he needed to be. Um, you know, it's interesting with Connor. I, I think the other thing that people need, I don't think they were really aware. And it's not an excuse, but it was a factor. He, he wasn't feeling too good for large stretches of the first half of the season. I think he's feeling better. Uh, I think there's some frustration with where the Oilers are at as a, as a team overall, but I also think even though some people out there you know, the, the haters will say, well we're in garbage time now, the, the fact is he's a pretty electrifying player and uh, you know, when you're sitting 31st uh, in save percentage with your Oilers were a week ago and, you know, 31st in PK and 31st in power play you know, you could be Superman and not get a team in the playoffs with those kind of numbers and uh, so Connor's gone on an incredible run here but part of the reason why they, you know, they they won the three games in a row was because Cam Talbot had a real strong week stopping pucks, um, and you know, so it starts there for me. Uh, and then in two of the three games, they won the special teams battle. Now Connor played a part of that by being on the power play. Uh, so those are those are those are positive signs moving forward. But it has been pretty intriguing to watch how McDavid Brennan has performed here over the last twenty games, and now. We have another storyline because of Ryan Nugent Hopkins' insertion on the on the left wing on that line with Connor. I think that's going to be a very intriguing scenario moving forward for the hockey club. Well, yeah, speaking of Talbot, that big save there on uh, Zucker on that power play when it was 2-1. The Oilers go back the other way after that uh, and score to make a 3-1 shortly after. So, uh Talbot's looking like the goalie we saw down the stretch last season, Bob. It's evaluation time for this uh team the organization right now but i think uh the fact that talbot's back on track is a you know a big confidence boost for them heading into the offseason here they know they have the goalie so uh they can build from the net out and of course around Connor mcdavid you mentioned uh, nugent hopkins though uh on that top line with mcdavid auberg was there as well evaluation time the theme here for uh, the oilers how uh i guess Moving forward, how many games does uh, Nugent Hopkins get with McDavid here, or does it depend on how Drysaddle does down the middle here with Lucic? Well, I don't think. I mean, I I think they want to take a real good look at this. Uh, I think it's got to be stated. And I think that most of the people that listen to a show called Oilers now, they're probably sharp enough and aware of, of how selflessly uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has, has played for the Edmonton Oilers since he's been here. I mean, think about it. He comes in here and first-line center to start playing a line with Taylor Hall. Uh, had a tremendous rookie campaign. Probably should have won the Calder Trophy. I mean, he had 52 points in 62 games. Same amount of points as uh, Gabriel Landis-Skog did that year, but he, he didn't complete the season. Um, 
And then Edmonton didn't add one center. They added two in terms of uh, Leon Dreisaitl and, and Connor. And, and that meant that Ryan Nugent Hopkins kind of, you know, he had to commit to a 200-foot game that got pushed hard by uh, the Aikens-McTavish regime. Uh, some would say you just let your skill guys go, and others would say, no, they got to learn the, the nuances of, of, of both ends of the ice. Um, but I think that once the Oilers added those other two pieces, the landscape changed a bit with Ryan. Uh, I, I can tell you that, and I don't want to shed too much light on it, but if you read between the lines of what Todd McClellan says about Ryan Newton Hopkins on a day-by-day basis, I mean, the respect that Todd has for the player and the person that Ryan is, I think in a perfect world, the Edmonton Oilers, a lot of people thought they needed a shooting left wing or a left wing to play with uh, Connor McDavid. And I think in a perfect world, that player already exists. And his name is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And then you play Leon at center because Leon, given his, you know, he's a 54% guy in the faceoff circle. He's had strong stretches where he was really good uh, down the middle in the playoffs with the Lucic and Slepeshev last year. Uh, in the final three games of the series against the Ducks. You know, they have some options. And the one thing Todd did in San Jose with that, that group is, you know, they had Marlowe could play center, Pavelski could play center. Obviously, Thornton was a center and Couture was a center. And they moved those guys around, but they kept them all in the top six. So this is an important window. I know a lot of people were clamoring for it. Uh, I also think part of it might just be the acquisition cost to go and get uh, a left wing. I mean, if you got a guy that's already here right now that can step in there, and you've got a couple right-wing prospects moving forward in terms of Poliarvi and Yamamoto, why not see what Nuge can do over the next 14 games? You know, So, good start, and I think it's going to get better. I really do, because I think Ryan is such a smart player that he may actually end up being the playmaker in that tandem with McDavid. And the other thing he can do is he can assist in trading off and being a little support guy defensively. So uh, I'm going to be very intrigued to see how this moves forward because it may eliminate one of the needs for the orders moving forward. Yeah, 100% agree. I mean, to, to get that left winger, it likely means moving out Nugent Hawkins, so why not try him there to see if he can do it prior to actually looking at moving him? So that makes a lot of sense to me, and we'll likely see that uh, moving forward, Bob. All right, I wanted to ask you about this because uh, every time I go on Twitter or read something, everyone's still talking about uh, what Elliot Friedman had to say in his 31 thoughts. I know we had him on okay. on Friday as well, but uh, I mean, I just keep looking at this and wondering what this means, Bob. I'll read the exact quote. It was uh, after Nicholson's appearance uh, on Hockey Night in Canada. Elliot says, It makes him wonder if Edmonton will wait and see who was let go by other teams before making any final commitments. Then he says, But the biggest question still is, who will be making the final decision about on- and off-ice personnel? Will it be Nicholson, Peter Shirelli, Wayne Gretzky, Daryl Cates, or someone else? Care to comment on that? Well, my understanding is Bob Nicholson is the, uh, you know, is the is the president of the Oilers Entertainment Group, and Peter Sorelli reports to Bob, and so Peter makes the hockey decisions. I mean, does Wayne Gretzky have a little bit of input, some suggestions from thirty thousand feet? Uh, why not? Why wouldn't you take that input? But the day to day implementation of the organization, to my understanding, runs through Peter, and then the conduit between. Uh, Daryl Cates, I would assume, and Peter would 
probably be Bob Nicholson. That's usually how these things, and I don't think that has changed. So, um, I, you know, the con, I, I think there's some comments made on 31 Thoughts podcast uh, involving Jeff Merrick. Um, it's interesting, Doug McLean was in Edmonton a week ago, but I, I don't actually have that many questions. I mean, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, uh, Bob Nicholson runs the Oilers Entertainment Group. He's a vice chair. So too is Wayne, and so too is uh, uh, Kevin Lowe. But uh, Bob oversees the organization as a whole, and Peter oversees the hockey operations. Peter is the vice president of hockey operations, and he's the GM. A year ago at this time, but you know Peter was up for uh, executive of the year. Tom McClellan was up for coach of the year, and Cam Talbot came in fourth in the Vezina Trophy voting. You know, maybe everybody just needs to. Do, and I know it's frustrating because there's people out there, and all oh, there's, you know, damn it, something has to happen. Somebody's got to lose their job, but, you know, maybe that's not necessarily uh, the, the best situation, especially, especially based on what, I, you know, what happened last year. So, again, I, I, Elliot is entitled to his opinion, I'm entitled to mine. Uh, and living in it on a day-to-day basis, I don't believe anything has changed from how the structure existed before. I guess that would be my response. And I bet you when you have John Shannon on it, do me a favor. Can you ask John Shannon the same question, uh, Brendan? Yeah, no, I will do that. Yeah, like I, I, as, as far as I'm concerned, this is Bob's show with Peter running the hockey side of the business. That's that's, And I don't think anything has changed. And frankly, uh, and I've said it multiple times and not everyone wants to hear it but you you've committed to a plan with the general manager and a head coach and i think you stick to the plan and it's funny i i are you are you going to run any of the interview we did with uh chuck fletcher uh, i may at 135 if we have some all time right. yeah i've spoken to three managers in the last three weeks all three of them think that the margin between winning and losing is so tight in this league right now couple things have to happen for him. I mean, you talked about Talbot. He's a big thing that has to happen, but he's got to be in a positive frame from day one next year out of the gate. But uh, two of the three managers that, that, that I maybe had a chance to speak to in the last couple of weeks are fairly confident that this team, with not significant movement, maybe the acquisition of a piece like a right-shot power play guy, how you get that, I don't know, but the, the orders will be right back to where they were last year. So... I found those comments to be pretty interesting from some guys around the league that I trust. So, I mean, they know a hell of a lot more about hockey than I do. At least as I think I do on most days. <laughs> so it's, I'm not of the, you know, I'm a, I, again, Elliot's entitled to his opinion. I know there were lots of comments in the 31 Thoughts podcast. I was interested when Jeff Merrick made a comment too. That kind of surprised me because to my knowledge, Jeff would not have no disrespect to Jeff. He's a good guy. Not sure much how much access he has to the power brokers in the Oilers organization or not. But my belief is this is Bob's organization and Peter runs the hockey ops and that's how it works. Well, we'll leave it at that for now, Bob. I want to quickly ask you about Calgary, but we're up against uh, the news break here. I'll say this, though, quickly. Disappointing that this isn't a bigger game for the Oilers against the Flames. It's a huge game for the Flames. They need to win uh, to stay in the playoff race. But it's disappointing that we aren't really, you know, looking at this maybe being a battle for first in the Pacific like we had once thought. Uh, It's a a 100% fair comment. It has been a disappointing campaign. And uh, that doesn't take any, you know what? 
it's still going to be a fun game tomorrow night. The Flames got to get a turnaround against the Oilers. The Oilers have beat them seven straight. McDavid's owned them. I think he's got seven goals, 12 points in the last seven games against Calgary. Bob, have some fun. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Oilers Flames preview. Bob will be in Calgary. Uh, have a have a safe uh, flight. Thanks, bud. That's Bob Stoffer. Hope in this chair tomorrow. I just shut my mic off. Maybe I should have a minute ago because we're late for the news, Dave. Sorry about that, but uh, we'll get to the news break here uh, when we come back. John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers.